Hello, friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. Paul White here. It's the 30th day of January, and today we close the story that takes place in Luke chapter 8. It encompasses verses 26 to 39 of the Gadarene Demoniac. We finish up, and we've been on this. I'm looking back on my notes. I think we started this on the 26th. So this is our fifth day of dealing with this story of this young man, and I I personally have, uh, have had a lot of digging in with this over the last several years. Uh, I I found this story to be very relevant in our hour, um, and and in a way that I don't know um, that I heard anyone else say. But just I'm, I'm very careful about that before claiming something to be my inspiration or revelation, and it and it maybe sometimes is a little more inspired by something I heard someone else say. I don't know that I heard anything about the Gadarene Demoniac from anyone, but a few years ago, I began to see this story as a a little bit of an insight into what's going on in our young men, the sense of isolation and loneliness, uh, the, the confusion, the self-harm, um, and how there's not a lot of voices for them. We're in a society that has a lot of voices for young women uh, and, and pro-young women, but not near as many for young men. Even the stories that are back-to-back here of a young man who's demon-possessed and then a young girl who's dying, no one advocates for the young man but a father advocates for the young girl because it seems as if someone has a, an advocate for the young women and not for the young men. And so that's been a, a real source of searching for me as I've worked on this story over the, over the past few years. I don't know that I've gotten any farther into it or come up with any better answers than I think the story is showing us uh, that discipleship is key in young men. They need to sit at the feet. And this man sits at the feet of Jesus. But Community is something that we are in need of as well. That maybe this era of hyper individuality hasn't been as good for young men as we thought it would be. Uh, and what I mean is that we're in a, I think we're in a time where people are being promoted to do whatever it is that makes them happy and express yourself your way. And you don't need anybody else. And you are. Capable And our young women are hearing this with a lot of voices supporting them and groups supporting them. Our young men are hearing this and then being told that, from what I can see, and then being told that they are a part of the problem. And this leads to a confusion where they sort of isolate themselves, and that isolation isn't healthy either. And I, I, I think that the end of this story might give us some insight into what we're going to need. So let's read the last two verses of Luke chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. The man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. You remember... The demons in him begged that he wouldn't command them to go into the abyss. Then the young man begs that he won't leave him. There is a fear in this young man, from what I can see, of isolation. 
He does when it's, when it's the demons speaking through him, they don't want to be cast into nothingness, the place of absolute isolation. When it's the young man speaking, clothed and in his right mind, he doesn't want to be left alone. He wants to go with Jesus. And you would think that Jesus, knowing that this young man has an issue of being left alone, would say, okay, come join us. We've got this great band of disciples, and I'll let you be one of them, and this will be really good for you. But he doesn't. Instead, Jesus sends him to his own house to tell what great things God has done for him. In other words, Jesus rejects this young man from being an act an actual day-to-day follower and instead sends him back to his own house. He sends him back to his own people, his parents, his brothers and sisters, his aunts, his uncles, his grandparents, maybe his spouse. I don't know. But he sends him to the people he knows because this is the key to the story. The young man has ended up the way that he is because he has divorced himself from all of those other people. He's lived in isolation too long Jesus doesn't want to pull him into the isolation of ministry, itinerant road, going town to town ministry, instead wants to put him into family. Sometimes the worst thing that can happen is going, quote unquote, out on the road. Is heading out, you think you're doing the right thing, but heading out into this space where you're away from everybody else isn't as, maybe isn't as healthy as it seems. I, I want to try to land on something that you can use if you're a listener and you're not a young man, you're not this kid, but you're still a listener who believes that the Bible has something to say to you, even if it wasn't written about you in that situation. So what does it say to you? What it says to me, maybe it says it to you, is that we need community, that we are not as good in isolation And that the longer we're in it, the more divorced we get from the place that we need the most. He goes to his own house to tell what great things God has done for you. Notice Jesus doesn't say, go tell them what great things Jesus did for you. But God, to go back and speak to them of God, which is an interesting thing because they've heard of God. They probably haven't heard of Jesus. He's not even having the young man introduce them to anything new. He's having the young man introduce them to things they've known to go show them who they've abandoned. So he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Notice that the young man equates God with Jesus, as he should. I I always get to the end of this story and feel like I only barely got anything, only barely said anything that's there. There's so much. And I also feel like it's one of those stories I'm going to keep with, keep wrestling with for a long, long time. And maybe someday I'll have something sufficient to say about it. It's a, it's a powerful little tale and there's so much there. We arrive on the 31st tomorrow at the essay edition, which we will tell the story that starts in verse 40 of Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue and his 12 year old daughter who's at home dying There's a fascinating thing that happens, and I don't think it's coincidental. Listen for the essay tomorrow. print version will be available at paulwhiteministries.com as well. We'll see you then. God bless.